The Lapsed Traffic Podcast has brought you over 300 shows, driver and media interviews, awesome stories and entertainment, and one of the coolest fantasy leagues around. Get ready for another exciting season. Sit back, relax, and try not to get lapped. Now, here's your host, the Professor. Any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me? I have one. Hmm. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people, and I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Oh, happy holidays, Lap Traffic Nation! Had to play that. I've played that every once in a while on the last show of the year. Didn't do it last year because it was episode 300 and, you know, that was uh, unique in and of itself there. So, uh, happy holidays. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving and that everybody is getting ready for Christmas, New Year's, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, today. How many purchases have you made Oh, here we are. Well, speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, as I said, hope everyone had a, a great Thanksgiving. I tell you what, it was a little downscaled for us this year. It was just my sister, brother-in-law, niece, and my in-laws over. But uh, I smoked the most incredible spatchcock turkey. Um, I, if you're if you're like me, and as you guys, if you've been following a minute, know I like to share the uh, the meats, if you will, <laughs> and. Uh, that's all the rage on TikTok is, you know, any barbecue, you know, account or food prep, per, you know, spatchcock. That, that's all anybody was talking about. And I'm like, you know what? I've smoked it, you know, traditional, if you will. Let's let's give it a whirl. Let's let's do it. So that's what we did. And I will not be going back. That is for sure. It was absolutely incredible. Did a herb butter that I made myself for the skin under, over, uh, some seasonings, all that good stuff, injections, and damn, that thing was good. So uh, yeah, that's that's that. And as I opened with Christmas Vacation quotes, which I'm sorry, that is that is the best Christmas movie, followed by. Honestly, it's tie for me for number two. It's it's either Elf or Christmas Story, and I, those are two very different movies. But uh, I I could watch either one of those. I've watched Christmas Vacation countless times. Trying to get Alden uh, to sit and watch it. Obviously, he has no clue what he's watching, but he does. I'm telling you. So he's uh, what twenty one months old. Shared some pictures over the weekend, and this kid loves football. Uh, he says it in his own very unique way at uh, such a young age, but he will sit and like watch, you know, 
15, 20 minutes just in my lap and not move. So uh, dad is is very happy with that and uh, can't wait to see that continue to grow with football and NASCAR. And speaking of, of football, we uh, had a debacle with the Lions on Thanksgiving. That's the, I think, now seventh straight year all of the uh, – fanfare on Twitter with the horrible, in my opinion, uh, halftime show with Jack Harlow and the, I mean, I felt bad for him to be honest with you. Like, you know, that that's the, that's the set you get. And Dolly Parton gets this grandiose stage. Like she's doing an actual full fledged concert. But anyways, uh, Friday, we did our annual trip, Friday and Saturday, actually, up to Frankenmuth, Michigan, Little Bavaria, as it's called, Christmas Town. Alden saw Santa at the world's largest Christmas store at Bronner's and got the uh, traditional almost two-year-old crying picture, which was great. And he's just getting so big, which is cool. It was fun to see him in the pool, all the Christmas lights, playing in the arcade. It was a great two days. Uh, let's see. What else do I have for you on the personal side of things uh, from a well from a job update? Unfortunately, there really isn't much to update, uh, but I've, I've I kind of expected that this time of year. I had a couple calls with some recruit recruiters last week. We'll see what happens from that. But what I will say is I am working on something behind the scenes to put together on my own as a little teaser for you. And we'll hopefully have an update for you on that, either on Twitter or uh, with the first show next year, something along those lines. So stay tuned there. So uh, this is the last show of the year, the official last show of season seven. Can't believe seven years of this is in the book uh, after this posting. And I I cannot thank you all enough for your continued support of listening and following. It truly means the world uh, that you guys have continued to enjoy the content uh, as inconsistent as it may have been published this year. But, you know, nonetheless, still a pretty solid year. Uh, Jeff Gluck kicked things off. Uh, NASCAR legend Derek Cope was on. Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports. We had a former NFL player, Mark McMillan, who's a big NASCAR fan. Alan Bestwick, Casey Kane, Helio Castroneves. We had the regulars in Brian Newdorf, Aaron Studwell, Dustin Albino, and Jeff Striegel. And, of course, the highlight for me personally uh, was the sit-down interview with Kevin Harvick. So from that regard, solid year, which, again, it's, it's all due to you guys following and listening and, and keeping, keeping the Lap Traffic podcast in the limelight, if you will, in this small little community of amateur NASCAR podcasters. So I, I, think, I can't thank you enough for that and can't wait to see what next year holds out. Hopefully it's more than 20. 26 uh, shows that much I do hope for and you know what better way to close things out than to talk with some of you guys so I've got some awesome calls scheduled here with some of the uh, diehard lap traffic faithful which is awesome but first we're going to kick things off with one more time this year I think I've said his last appearance twice now so this is officially his last appearance third time uh, just because we have to talk some Big Ten football uh, and of course we'll throw in some NASCAR but uh, it is the doctor Aaron Stuckman. 
All right, Live Traffic Nation, joining me on the line with one of the best songs playing in the background, in my opinion. Uh, as I mentioned, I think I've said he's. this is his last appearance. Uh, this is now the third time it's his last appearance. So welcome <laughs> back to the podcast, the Dr. Aaron Studwell. Sir, how are you? Go Blue. It's it's the go blue it's the race weather farewell farewell tour right we'll yes. just do it we'll just do it every year <laughs> oh how's it going sir happy uh post thanksgiving and all that good stuff happy happy may's victory yes um happy happy belated thanksgiving no it's it's uh things are going well here and um Still carried by the spirit of Ryan Day's past. Oh man, I'm telling you, what a what a game. Um, you know, I, I I went into the game nervous, and I went into the game nervous because you know going back to Penn State and running the ball 32 times in a row, partly because we could. Uh, but I think also partly because we had to, because I think that second half, JJ definitely messed up that ankle a little bit, and yeah, he was I th- hindered. Yeah, I think that carried over into the to the Maryland game. Um, but I also think they maybe were looking ahead a little bit. You know, th- those types of games are you know you go Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. You know, even though the coaches and everybody's going to say you know we're not looking ahead. They were looking ahead, I think, in my opinion, you know, so um, to come out like yeah, they I, did. Oh, go ahead. I was I was, I was at the Maryland game and, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a nice, nice facility. It's a nice stadium. The people are good. Um, no, no harassment of the fans. But, yeah, I was I wasn't never nervous, but it just never seemed like they got into a rhythm. Right. I, I'm with you. It was it was mistake after mistake. It was letting them go on uh, sustained drives. And yeah. I think there was. It was. It's always hard to see. It's like okay, uh, even since I was there in the mid '80s, it's we're a second half team. They go in and get fired up at the half, and yep. just kind of waiting. You, you saw that yesterday, uh, Saturday, yep. and you just kind of waiting for that to kick in, and never really did. And you did, I didn't really ever feel the game was in doubt, uh, the Maryland game, but yeah, it just never felt. You walk away, it's like, oh man, they better be. And it's what we've said before in the show. It's like they. Just there are times they don't play a full 60 minutes of football. Absolutely. I I could not agree with you more there. Um, You know, and then we look at the the Ohio State game. You know, I think J.J. came out pretty good. Uh, I I still we, we didn't see the typical play action that we saw from him earlier in the year, which leads me to believe that that ankle is is probably still a little, um, you know, impacted to, to some well, yeah. to some degree yeah. but and you can uh, change the offense and still hit his strengths and still you know go in and win a game and yeah. that you're saying you were nervous going into the game at what point did you stop being nervous about oh, one minute left uh, yeah yes yes like i felt pretty i, I felt good at halftime 14 10 I liked it. That's pretty much how we started the last two games with Ohio State was Mm -hmm. close first halves, and then we just dialed it up the second half. And uh, they kept it significantly uh, closer than – you know, than, than they had in the, in the past. And as we kept going on, I'm like, all right, we're going to, we're going to have that nail biter. I did not like Ohio getting the ball back uh, with as much time as they did, knowing that, you know, that extra point could give them the win. And then they just start marching and marching. And then I'm like, Oh shit. Uh, You know, are we going to lose by one point? You know, you, you, 
you couldn't be too upset if that's how you lose. At least it's not like the 2000, you know, seven game or whatever it was where it was, you know, 62 to 24 or, you know, you know, it was, it was a hard fought game. And, you know, that was like the first time that second half that they had gotten pressure on uh, McCord. And, you know, that's what surprised me was the lack of pressure that you really kind of saw through the first half and even parts of the third quarter. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, he got hit good when he released that ball that was underthrown. And, you know, thank God we got that interception uh, because if not, you know, we, they, they still could have gotten the W. We don't know. They could have made some defensive right. stops, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm I'm glad we are not talking about the what ifs. So. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, when you have an offensive weapon like Harrison, you, you know that that's possible. That yep. you look at you look at the end of the Alabama, and you look at the end of the Alabama Auburn game is just took one play to really turn that game around, and we could have seen the same thing with Harrison. Absolutely, and I got the big thing for me is is it's like. And I'm curious, any realignments that we may get within the Big Ten with the expansion of the Big Ten? You know, this game obviously is the biggest rival in college football history. Uh, this game probably meant the most uh, that it really ever has in terms of what it means for the rest of this year. And, you know, now we got to go play a Big Ten championship game that, you know, while, again, when I talked a little bit ago about, you know, looking ahead, you know, it's an assumption that Michigan's going to win this game as they're opened right now. DraftKings has them as a, you know, a 23 point favorite. Um, but what interests me is that the over under on the game is only 35 and a half. So we're only talking 12 and a half points difference there. Um, so we'll be taking the over for sure. Um, but uh, you know, you, you look at that and it's like, you know, you could still potentially lose that game, you know, on a, a fluke, technicality, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Now you're out of the playoffs uh, after just beating Ohio State. You know, I I wish almost that that could have been the Big Ten championship game because my God, what a game! You know, a night game Saturday night, Michigan Ohio State for the championship. Something we'll, we'll we'll never see. And now you know, and they mentioned it countlessly uh, during the broadcast. So I'd be remiss not to bring it up. You know. With the playoff expansion, that game's meaningless because either team that loses is still going to get in the playoffs. It's just a matter of uh, the seeding at that point. Well, it's funny because I actually – this is the second game – well, actually third game in a row because I was at the Maryland game I, that I did not listen to the Fox cast. Okay. I, I synced up um, Jansen and the other guy, Doug, whatever, yeah. on Doug, on the local, local feed on a – uh, on my iPad, and I just can't. I can't listen to Gus Johnson anymore. No, uh, I hear you. <laughs> Joel Platt, very, very insightful. I, I just can't. So I did. I didn't catch that part of the conversation. I don't know if it's meaningless. I don't, you know, because you're going to go Michigan, Ohio State, and then you may actually have, you know, the way the conference tournaments are going to wind up going next year. It's going to be one versus two. Yep. And you, if, say, Michigan plays Ohio State and the next year, say Michigan plays Ohio State last week of the season, yep. Michigan wins. Yep. Um, and then Michigan goes plays Ohio State again the next week in Indianapolis. Michigan wins. Man, that would I be. Don't, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't think that a two-loss Ohio State 
would be in the tournament oh. or uh, would make it to the CFP or you wind up having the team that loses in Indianapolis now gets bumped down and then maybe you have Washington or Southern Cal. Yeah. Maybe not, probably not Southern Cal, but maybe you have Washington or Oregon going instead. Yeah, man, that, w- that would be rough, you know, two back-to-back games like that, you know. I mean, it's it's very rarely in football do you get back-to-backs, and uh, that would definitely be a challenge having to play a high – I mean, either one, I wouldn't want to do it, either team. <laughs> no, no. Um, you – but you would have, yeah, you would have that one. You'd have you have two weeks of prep. Yep, yep, yep. But in, uh, in lesson, in lessons learned. So right, yes, yes. Um, all right, let's uh, see here. Uh, anything else, college football wise, before we turn over to to NASCAR for a few minutes? No, no, I'm good on okay. football. Right. Well, I'm good yeah. on college football. Yes, perfect. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, all right. So uh, we got Ryan Blaney, our NASCAR champ. Um, kind of a mix of a of a final four, if you will. I know the season uh, ended quite a few weeks ago, but uh, you know it's it's still fresh in the mind. Um, you know, what did you think about how the the last few races there to set up the final four coming out of Martinsville? Um, you know, where, where are you at as the season is now, you know, officially in the off season? Well, uh, one thing I'll say, I'm, I'm really glad that the weather did not impact anything towards the end of the season. It was a nice, nice break for me considering how the first half went. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not a fan of having the final, uh, at Phoenix. I'm just that dog leg and how everybody cuts it. And I understand that, that it is impacted. I just not a fan of racing there. I'd much rather either take it back to Homestead or, you know, I know Atlanta's too much of a wild card now with it being more of a super speedway than what it was. Uh, I just not a fan of the racing at Phoenix, so it doesn't taint it for me, but I think there are better venues for it. As for the winner, I think, you know, you know, consistency pays off. I think Blaney's a very worthy, worthwhile champion. Um, you know, some of the people that didn't make it this season were surprising, but that didn't happen in the vacuum sure. uh, with uh, with Elliot and Byron not making it. Yeah, that or, obviously that played a big role. Um you know, uh, or Chase and Chase and Bowman. Bowman. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that played a, a, a big wild card. Um, you know, for me, I, I want to go back to the, to, to where the championship race should be at. I, I, I would be a fan if they brought up a rotation. I'd be, oh, I, 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 I agree with that. that. Um, I understand completely why Martinsville is the cutoff race going into championship. I would not be opposed to a Martinsville championship. Uh, I think that I, that I would think be the factor there is going to be weather. One week away from just racing there, you think one week would make? Uh, but that I big? think you, I still think you have a higher risk of rain oh, fair in, enough. Fair in enough. colder temperatures than yeah. you do in the desert. Sure. Oh, yeah. If you're going to yes. have it, if you're going to have it anywhere, I would say it's got it's going to be Vegas, yep. Phoenix, Miami. Well, I wonder if my uh, mind goes to Sebring. Well, hey, I mean, that'd be cool. Um, 
but yeah, no, I I I definitely be good with a a rotating uh, championship. I know that's hard from a logistics perspective, and no, you know, not all if of you that. set it out in not if you set it out in advance and just say, okay, twenty four this year, twenty five this year, twenty six this year. We don't have the rest of the schedule set. Yeah, but we but know we this. know. Yeah, but we know this. Yep. What'd be cool is you know, and it's it's not that big, but like. You know, if, if there's there was almost like the bidding process for like the Super Bowl or something like that, like true, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's the same song and dance, you know. So it's it's not like it's a, you know, for example, if Homestead gets it, it's it's not like it wouldn't get it again for twenty years or until they rebuilt a new track like they do for you know the NFL and and the Super Bowl and things things like that so right but, no i think and there's there aren't a lot of venues you could have it at that you take take will take away road courses sure yes well we won't talk we won't talk LA Coliseum no <laughs> no, no. But, there, but it really does come down to Phoenix Vegas Miami i don't think they'd want again i don't think they'd want to do it in Atlanta no, uh, I think people they love the racing in Atlanta, but it's not great. It's like having the finals at Alabama, yeah. Talladega. I, I think you could include Darlington in the mix potentially. Yeah, that's a good. That's a really good call. I didn't I mean, even think about. It. Honestly, yeah, I, I would. I, I, that would be great. It's probably another weather perspective issue, but from a what the on track would give you, I think Darlington would be an absolute barn burner of a championship. I mean, first of all, you're talking one of the you know oldest tracks in in you know in the sport you know one of the most you have to drive the track you know it's it's not a you yeah. know full you know it, it's one where you gotta go out and earn it with the stripes right um that honestly would be my you know perfect world you know if we could put a weather vacuum and say hey we're not going to well, have any issues yeah. for three days all right we're going to darlington I, I would i would i would take a chance with that I definitely would take a chance with that. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you know, do you still have the Southern, you know, now we're getting bigger logistics. Do you still have the Southern 500 on Labor Day, but it's not in the playoffs. And then you have a playoff race there yeah. two months later. Wow. That's yeah. No, I think you get, you, you get rid of the, uh, whatever the early. Oh, you remember. You, yeah. You get rid of the early race. You yes. don't do the main race. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then you do the Southern 500, not the playoffs. And you're back two months later. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not sure fans would go for that. I would I would love to see it. Or you I, make the make the or you, every third year you make the Southern five hundred the uh last race of the season. Ooh, that'd be cool. <laughs> I can get behind that all day. All day long. Yes. Yes. No 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 arguments for me there. Um all right. So something I'm doing with all of the uh the callers on the show today is you know what's what are we talking about twenty twenty three? Uh you know, we're down another uh, champion caliper driver in Kevin Harvick next year. We've yep. got some moves. Uh, you know, we may, you know, Byron or Bowman's back, Chase back, you know, barring any future injuries from anybody, obviously. Um, what, uh, what are, what are we talking about? Uh, you know, the first few races into 2024. Do the drivers that we saw, I hate to say dominate. Well, to do really well in 22, but didn't in 23. What, what do we see from them? Larson, Chastain, Elliott. Yeah. Can, can Truex put back, put together back to back amazing seasons? Sure. Either, I mean, you'll get the free, you'll look at the first five races and know um, what's going on there. What happens to SHR? 
I mean, they've kind That's of the fallen apart. Yeah. They've kind of fallen apart. I hate to say fallen apart at the seams, but they've lost two drivers. They're bringing in Zane Smith. Yeah. Uh, with, right? uh, they're bringing, well, the assumption is Noah Gregson is going to replace oh, Eric yeah. Almarola and Josh Berry's replacing. Oh, Josh Berry. That's right. Yeah. 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 I don't. Yeah, they they're well. They weren't. They haven't been a powerhouse team in a bit. No. What's going to happen next? They haven't been a powerhouse since Kevin Harvick went on that tear. Twenty twenty COVID season won yep. eight or nine races and failed to make the final four. That that was the uh, kibosh, if you will, towards to to SHR. Oh. But. Yeah. So, what do you think? What do you? Where are your question marks for twenty twenty four? My my question mark is what happened. I mean, obviously SHR. You know, you've got a lot of brand new drivers. Even though you've got you know returning uh, veteran crew chief and Rodney Childers, obviously that that will make a big difference. Um, you know, we've seen John Hunter Nemechek dominate in truck and Xfinity. You know, how is that going to translate over into the 42 at Legacy Motor? Uh, he's he's driven in the he, he's driven in the Cup Series before different teams, you know, lesser caliper equipment, if if you will. You know, what difference and noise is he going to be able to make? Um, you know, now, I'm not going to say he's going to be the next Joey Logano, but the same thing happened to Logano. He, he got moved up too fast. Yep. He had to take a step back. And now he's stepping back in. I'm not saying he's going to be the next Logano, but I think sure. that he wasn't ready to drive Cup when he drove Cup for to, to, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, the um, yeah. other the the other thing for me is you know we saw a great year out of Tyler Reddick. You know what what kind of changes is he going to have? As well as you know Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. You know they had. An incredible year with uh, a few wins out of Chris Buescher. Brad Keselowski, you know, had a phenomenal improvement to where he was his mm -hmm. first year as driver, part owner. Um, you know, that Brad hasn't seen victory lane in, in, in a minute. You know, will we see him and, and what emergence will they have as being a team that was, you know, just a team that was in the garage to, to now, you know, potentially – you know, making some noise. So those are some of the things that I'm going to be looking for and looking at uh, as we, you know, get things going in February. So, oh, it's yeah, it's a, it's a short off season. It's such a short off season. Yes. Uh, let's see the the countdown on the official lapped traffic website. We are officially, uh, what are we at? 83 days to uh, to Daytona. So. There you go. There we go. Um, well, sir, thanks for uh, hopping on for a few minutes to talk some uh, Big Ten football and, and all that good stuff. And hope you have a, a great holiday, Christmas, New Year's, all of that good stuff. And uh, I'm sure we'll be texting in the very near future, sir. Yes, we will. And thank you for the invite. Always great to be on the show. Um, looking forward to it. And happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And all the festivities to you and yours i'm sure how many how many trees you have up uh one two three four just five just five just five just five, just five. yes yes <laughs> <laughs> love it yes. and i know i know you i know you love it too yeah, you I take do. care of yourself Thanks, we man. Will, like you said we will text and uh you take care all best right, man. best
best for holidays. Thanks, man. You too. We'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. See ya. You will. Bye. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, the Dr. Aaron Studwell. Always enjoy chatting with him. Okay, uh, let's get to our first caller. He's very popular on Twitter with his takes as well as his uh, charity uh, that he has trying to raise money for MS, which is awesome. Let's get Brian on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line. He's been a follower and a listener for quite some time. He's been on the show a handful of times, and I am excited to welcome back. You can follow him on Twitter, at StormandB81. What's up, Brian? How are you, brother? I am doing well. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for uh, hopping on and uh, helping wrap out another season of Lapped Traffic. So thanks for being here. I appreciate you. No problem. So let's uh, start with this. So first, you and I uh, actually have something in common, and that is that we are some very early Christmas decorators. Uh, I saw some of the exterior shots. Is the inside all done? Yeah, the inside. Now, yes, the inside. So the inside, it's funny. The inside all just has a tree. That's it. Christmas tree, that's it. Actually, my daughter actually says she wants to put some stuff in here. So I got a couple extra strands. So she's going to decorate her thing. But yeah, the the back or the front, excuse me, is well decked out as can be. Now, my father-in-law helped me because if I did all that, I'd be dead for like a week. (laughs) I hear that. I can't wait till Alden's old enough to help my ass do this stuff. Look at all 30 bins of Christmas decorations and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, now I had a lot more inflatables, but some of them didn't make it and had to be retired. I I know that feeling. I've got one I got to put up. I have, uh, I got it a couple years ago. It's the inflatable RV from Christmas Vacation. And I I didn't put it up last year because the outside was like classy. And I'm like, man, this thing would really like, you know trash it up but my wife was yeah. like she kept telling me to put it up so i think this year i'm gonna i will definitely go out there and and put that one up i gotta dig that out still but uh yes yeah. see now i have like a, a you know chevy chase there you know like an electrocuted it's like an inflatable oh nice i know exactly but which it, one you're talking about but you can't really see it like the light is dim so i'm going i'm going to see if i can go in because I know the other inflatables, you know, you could unzip it and get it. So I'm trying to, I'm going to go in there to see. Yes. Yeah. If I can at least change the light or good we'll deal. see. Good Hopefully. Deal. It still inflates pretty good. <laughs> like, it's like standing next to him on the ground. The fan, like if I go out there and I can hit the fan a few times. It'll start it's back start up. Start back up. But just sometimes I'm like, I'm not even going out there. Right. Right. Um, all right. Before we get to some NASCAR talk, uh, let's let's do a little current sports talk that's going on. So you, you were you originally from Connecticut, moved down to Florida, back to New York. Who who are you rooting for these days? Because there's so, some strong so teams in each region. Yep. So I am a. a uh, well, we'll go with baseball because we're not going to talk much about that. But I am a, a Yankees <laughs> Yankees fan. Always have been a Yankees fan. Okay. Um, you know, I grew, you know, I grew up, well, I shouldn't say grow up. I mean, I was like 14, but the, the core four, which I call them the core five. Cause I add, uh, uh, Bernie, San, uh, Bernie Williams to that. Okay. And, and cause some people do, some people don't. I'm like, he was a very, you know, a part of that, like, like great center fielder, 
and everything like that. But yep, grew grew up on the the Yankees. Uh, I am a, a Giants fan. And if you didn't get that recording, well, oh well. But, <laughs> you know, although we won, we won so good. You know, even when we're horrible, we we own Washington, so that's good. Yeah. No. Hey. Uh, I, mean... I, I I I am a Knicks fan, although that's that's you know sad at times as well. Listen, the and, Pistons are the worst team in the NBA. The Tigers yeah. have been one of the worst teams in baseball. Uh, the Red Wings are maybe starting to turn things around a smidge. Um, you know, so, I mean, I, I, I feel like, yeah. uh, you know, we, we, we've suffered through some pain with our with our yeah. teams. That's for sure. And the, and the Rangers are off to a hot star, so I'm happy about the see. And it's funny because Mika's not hasn't even scored yet. Like... <laughs> And we're twelve. We're, we lost last night, you know. We're so so we're twelve. We're twelve three and one. But hey, nice. off to a good start. I mean, granted, you don't you don't win anything in November, but you know right. you got to put yourself in position. Absolutely. Hey, I mean, and we course, see it all the time. One win, one spot mm-hmm. on the track. One, you know, there. Yep. It's amazing how many times we're talk. We we say that. Oh, you can't win now, but you know yeah. what? There are sometimes you'll look back and go, man. There, there, there is where it happened, you know. Um, oh yeah, and, it, and you always see it. There, there's always like three teams, you know, that are always within a couple points of each other, you know. Absolutely. Well, as so, long as your Giants can, uh, you know, make sure you guys beat the Packers uh, in December, because you know the, the Lions are inevitably going to lose a couple more, and I just yeah. I want to go to that home playoff game. So any help we can get within our division. <laughs> Uh, I will let, take it. Let me say this, okay? And I know it's the Vikings you don't like that, but it was funny. You look at Dobbs, and he wasn't really that good with Arizona. You could blame the team, but to see what he's doing with Minnesota, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to make a run with it, but to step in mid-season know, and not even have you know hardly any work out with the team, and to come out and do what he's been doing, I mean, it is. No, I'm I'm with you. I, it's impressive. Like if he had the full team, or I'm sorry, the whole season with them, or you know, if mm-hmm. he ends up coming back next year, uh, or if Jefferson the, wasn't hurt either. You yeah, know. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know the the Vikings. They you, you look at what the Vikings did last year. The Vikings, I think they had what they finish eleven and six, 11 and seven, something like that, and yeah. they had the closest one score games in the NFL out of anybody like if if the scores would have been flipped like they would have been one of the worst three teams but they got lucky like 10 11 times you know and that's just the Vikings yeah. what they do and if they can you know they they got uh Hawkinson from from us last year who's starting to come into play like you said Jefferson if he was yeah I mean the Vikings are going to be something next year so i want to get everything we can this year <laughs> and to add two more teams uh yukon did win again last night yeah. the men so you know that was that's been like the first championship i was able to celebrate in a long time so nice. you know. yeah yeah so i was happy with that um all right let's uh let's talk a little nascar you know your take i mean the season's over what did you think of, of 2023? Any standouts? Anything you loved, didn't like? You know, where where are you at 
in the off season here? You know, it got pretty good. Okay. We all know about the short track package, but I think it's getting better. They're at least working on it. Yep. It's getting there. Now, I know most people are like, well, you flipped. Yes, I flipped to Toyota. I went to the, to, to the dark side because everyone, <laughs> I think everyone for, for the most part saw my spat between um, Eddie DeHaan and yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm, you know, but. Hey, so so I went with with Tyler Reddick. Like, you yeah. know, it's not like I went, you know, and like yeah, Gibbs a little bit, but it's like I I had, I made I made a change, and I did, and I'll admit that. And there was some personal belief things in there, sure. and it is what it is. But I think okay, now I under and I'm the, and this isn't against Elliot at all, and I know he was injured; he was suspended for a race too. Yep. But even still, if you told me, heck, if you told me that the 48 and the, the, the nine would be non-existent, you know, especially with the season that Kyle Larson and, and William Byron had, sure, you know, and I didn't even know Chase was in the, the Phoenix race until he was getting lapped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yep. Like, how can you have two cars that are really good and, and two then two just, cars that aren't even meh? Yep. Yep. Like. Well, I wonder, you know, that's where, how much of it are they, uh, obviously, if they had a shot to win a race, they obviously would have. But knowing that they weren't in the playoffs, obviously, mm -hmm. the focus was going to the cars that were in the playoff field. And I wonder how yeah. much stuff they were doing and testing for next year. Be, you know, we all know testing isn't what it used to be in terms of whether it's team funded to go out and do what they want uh, and, and the number of things that NASCAR sanctions uh, with very few tire tests and things of that nature, you know, that that's, that's a, a time to go and see, you know, what may or may not go into play for next year. I wonder. Oh, oh yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's what you look at. Um, I think a few, a few people did that. That Phoenix. Yep. And oh, I absolutely. think even a few races, because even once, you know, Joey Logano was out, even he was like some races, you're like, all right, whatever he's using, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> scrap that. Right. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yes. Yes. So, and, and there's another one. Okay. Ford won the championship, but minus Ryan Blaney. Okay. Logano made the, the playoffs, but even still. You know, yeah, he he was not the Joey Logano that we're used to seeing. That's yeah, that's for sure. You know, he had one win. You know, um, I let me see. I'm gonna suck up some time here as I type in uh, Joey Logano here on Racing Reference. Uh, and let's see here. He had one win this year. Uh, he had four wins last year. He had one win in 2021. You know, he, he's typically a multi-race winning, uh, you know, season is for, for, for him. So he definitely underperformed, uh, which is something we're not used to seeing out of him. What? Um, yeah, well, Ford, go ahead. Ford as a whole. I mean, minus yes. RFK race and which, you know, it's great to see them. Yeah. I you mean, know. they they turned it up. You know, when, when we look at their performance the first year, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we go back to Roush Fenway racing and the struggles that they've had since, you know, the early 2000s, it feels like, you know, they first year with Brad, you know, 
it, it was what I expected anyways. I didn't have high expectations. And to now turn it around, multi-win season, both drivers make the playoffs. Uh, Brad struggled a little bit, but to see Chris Buescher do what he did, I mean, that that's remarkable. Yeah, and even still to say, you know, Brad, you know, struggled. He made it deeper in the playoffs than I even thought, yeah. even, you know, yeah. without winning. Yep. Well, and that's Which funny I because I, I say Brad struggled, but that's because my expectations for him increased yeah. as the season kept going on because they did turn it up so much from the previous year. Oh, uh, you know, he had he had one top five in 2022. He had seven top fives in 2023. Uh, we're talking six top tens in 2022, 16 in 2023. You know, he, he finished 24th in the standings his first year mm-hmm. at RFK and finished eighth in the standings this year. I mean, that that is that's leaps and bounds uh, of an improvement of just having that caliper of experience in the garage for an entire season and, and having the team, you know, lined up the way he wanted to have things structured. And, you know, if if he goes from 24th to 8 in one year, you know, could we be talking about Brad Keselowski in a Final Four next year? I wouldn't count it out. Oh, yeah. Like he got – you and here, we'll, 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 put, we'll bring up two drivers. Okay, we already brought up Brad making him right the Final Eight. Yeah. didn't even have a win. Yep. But then also to say see how crazy this was, you also you also had um why the name just uh you had Bubba Wallace in there too. And heck he didn't even really have any playoff points. No, no, he had zero playoff points because <laughs> yeah. of uh where you know he, he was what, the fifteenth or sixteenth, so no stage yeah. wins, no race wins. Yeah. Yep. And he even made it there. Just and but but just shows right there that they, they didn't get the wins, but they were up there, you know, with the finishing positions. Absolutely. Now, of course, let, let's, let's, let's face it. If you don't have any wins, you're not going to make it, you know. No. Yes, you can still point your way in, but if you don't have any it's, wins all season, it's going to be very hard without yes, winning to make yes. it to the, to the championship four. But yep. still, you know, this is only third year of yeah. 2311. Yep. Yep. No, so, I'm, I'm with you. I, I am with you. Um, Brian, uh, it's a uh, big time for your fundraiser. I know you've uh, kind of kicked that off. Uh, tell everybody uh, what you're doing, how much you're trying to raise, and where everybody can go and support. So last year I raised ten thousand and two hundred some odd dollars. That's awesome. So this year I want to try to do uh, get over fifteen thousand dollars. Um, now I got a couple things going on. Actually, I got, if you want for the, I still got five squares left as of this right now. Um, but that'll probably be filled up quickly. Um, and I do other stuff, but if you go on my main page, usually on my, one of my pinned tweets, now I'm at storming V 81. Um, usually one of my pinned tweets is something, you know, cause I'm always doing challenges. I'll have my hair, my eyebrows, my goatee, uh, yes. orange glitter. My <laughs> daughter's going to enjoy that. Um, and like I said, that goes through, actually, it's going to be longer this year because in, in, I'm doing the walk in Syracuse this year since I moved up there and it's, uh, April, uh, April 21st or 22nd is the walk. So I'll do that, you know, so I have another month. So that's why I, a little bit more too. But if, if you follow me for a while, you know, I do some crazy things with it and have fun with it. And at the end of the day, it all goes to a great cause. Awesome. What, uh, what game is the, uh, square for? 
It's for the uh for the Dallas Washington game, the four thirty game. I will take uh what ten bucks, twenty bucks? Ten bucks a square. I'll five dollars to the thing, five dollars to the I'll take two of the five that you have left. All right. There we go. And um, then dude, yeah, then we'll do the three. And like I said, once once the Super Bowl comes, I'm gonna do it again for the Super Bowl. Awesome. I love it. You know, I figured I'd do the. You know, last year I didn't think about it in, t- in time, but you know, yeah, I figured we'll do it. We'll do it for both because everyone loves the squares. <laughs> so hell yeah, I uh, I'm in a season long one with the Lions. Uh, me and my buddy got two, and there's only 25 people in it, so there's 75 blank squares a game. So it uh, there's a lot of rollover. So it hit the first week, and then it hit last week. So there was a nice pot someone uh, collected, and I'm I'm hoping to see another big one build up and and see what we can do there. So nice, yes. Yeah, I tell you what, really quick. So so we're on the the subject of squares. Yes. All right. So I was in a squares one where you know squares. So so I do it different here. Um, I do it. You know, end of quarter, end of half, end of third quarter, final score. Yeah. I was in one where it was it was twenty dollars a square, yep. and it was after every score. Oh wow! And then whoever had the last score gets the rest of the money in the pot. Wow. Okay. So, and I don't even remember the score now, and I'm not even gonna look it up. But whatever it was, it was the Patriots, and it was Seattle. And you know where I'm going with this. I do one. know where you're going with this. Okay, <laughs> they're on the one yard line. It's first and goal. Yes. If if they if they get the touchdown yep. and they kick the extra point, yep. that are those are my numbers. And I'm oh. like, I got it in the bag. <laughs> and then I saw it throwing and I saw it even beforehand. I'm like, this isn't good. Yeah. I mean it was only one year only you know a couple yards because I'm on the one yard line. So it yeah. wasn't in the and I'm like, this is really going to happen. And then it happened. I'm like, this really happened. I would have won eight hundred, like eight hundred dollars oh, somewhere around. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> thanks, thanks to because they had the best running back in the league at the and time, they and they chose not they, to use. Even them. even if they didn't get the first three times on fourth and you're you, you're going to probably run it any. Yeah. You don't really run it anyway because it's the Super Bowl and yes. it's you know yeah. end of. Yep. Oh man, that's 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 crazy. That's hell of a story. I I, I cried myself to sleep that <laughs> night. Uh, well, but, man. All right, let's wrap with this. Uh, lap traffic fantasy was not your friend this year. Are you are you going to come back next year and, and make another run at it? Yes. Oh, well, of course I am. And Excellent. you know, Excellent. I always have I always have that thing. Like actually, I was doing pretty good at the beginning of the year. And, and then, then forget it. <laughs> then I couldn't even make a pick to save my life. Even I was joking around with those 200 points. Uh-huh. That wouldn't even got me in the playoffs. <laughs> like, I even did bad, like, and I know, like, you know, we with, even like, the NASCAR the fantasy field. game. <laughs> yeah, even with the NASCAR fantasy thing, yeah. I did I did bad this year. Like, I was, you know, I was actually really good for somehow raising on that last year. And then all of a sudden had a few bad weeks. But even that one, like... Like two people who I picked, like always, like you know, DNF'd, and I'm like, I can't, I can't, you <laughs> I can't, know, I'm I like, yep. I had no luck this year oh, at all. Oh man, well, better luck next year, as we we say with a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> well, man, I mean, thank- there's always next year. I'm already saying that with the Giants. Already, you know, <laughs> I hear you. Well, man, listen, thank you for uh, coming on to uh, help close out the season. I appreciate it. Hope you and the family have a uh, a great Christmas, great Thanksgiving, all that good stuff. And 
look forward to uh, kicking things back off next year with everybody. Oh, yeah, you have a great Christmas as well. Well, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Then before we know it, it's going to be the, the clash, and then... Absolutely. We'll be we'll be around. We'll be here. <laughs> oh, All right, man. Oh, take yeah. it easy. You too. Thank you. Thanks, man. We'll see ya. Right. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, let's take a break from the calls. Thank you, Brian. And let's do a little lapped traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. If you've made it this far, leave a review as we are closing out another season of the Lap Traffic Podcast. And who knows, we might do a giveaway during the off season. We just did our big giveaway uh, a little a couple weeks ago, and the uh, winner has gotten their prize and tweeted that out, which is awesome. And I have stickers, koozies, and all that during the off-season. They're free. All you got to do, message me, DM me, tweet me, whatever. Happy to get them out to you. So, all right. There's that. Let's get to our next caller. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line, another longtime follower and listener. You can follow him on Twitter at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Uh, I think that gives it away. It is Colin. What's up, brother? How are you? Hey, Brandon, what's going on, man? Oh, uh, not too much, man. Listen, you want to know the bad thing? You can't hear what's playing in the background right now. So <laughs> I if, I think I have an idea and I'm OK without that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, welcome to the uh, to the show. Let's let's start with that. We can get into the NASCAR stuff here in a in a few. Uh, Colin is a Notre Dame and Ohio State fan. I he is the school down south. I am the school to the north. A uh, lot to unpack this year. It's it's very very interesting. Um, you know what. Uh, What's the talk in Buckeye land as far as all of the shenanigans, we'll call it, surrounding Michigan right now? I think shenanigans is a good word. You know, I think the, the big thing that we've been hearing both on our local sports talk radio and just talking to coworkers and stuff is uh, while we're looking at, like, our chances to beat you guys will be better without Harbaugh, it's more satisfying to beat you guys with him. Sure. <laughs> I totally understand that. Like, because, you know, well – not I I my personal response would not be this, but you know a large portion of the Michigan fan base will use that if we do uh have to take an, an L, uh would use that as the excuse and the reason why. So I totally understand, you know, like no, I want I want everybody at a hundred percent. I want give I want the best of the best so that there's no excuses on either side of the coin. So I totally understand where you're coming from with wanting Harbaugh potentially on the sideline there. Yeah. And last year you guys beat us and it was, it was such a tightly contested game. 
um, in the first half. Yeah. And I really think that a it lot was of like, what, fans, 7, 10, 10, 7, something like that at halftime. It was last something year. like that. Yeah. yeah. And then you guys ran away. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And we had no chance. But I, I really think that having a chance to, to go against Harbaugh again and have the chance to try and beat him after all of that uh, would be really satisfying as a Buckeye fan. But also, you guys, I mean, the Buckeyes won what, like the last 10 before that? Uh, so it and, was, uh, you You guys won eight in a row. You won that's from, what it was. You won from 2012 to 2019. Uh, there, there were a couple close ones. There was that double overtime one. Uh, let's see. When was that? I have it pulled up here, right here. That double overtime was in Columbus back in 2016. Um, yeah, the game that never ended. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys were number two in the country. Uh, I don't know what Michigan was going into that one, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, that stretch. Well, and and the thing for me is is you got to I go back even further than that because that was that eight game win streak. Uh but you guys had a 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 game win streak from 2004 to 2010, you know. So Yeah. I'll even go hell, I'm I'm scrolling back up even further. We go back to 2001. Michigan has 1 2 3 4 victories. You know, so uh, uh, that I mean, we're I I'm I'm going back over 20 years. You know, as far as saying that you guys have owned this series for the last 20 years. Um, you know, obviously, I want Michigan to. You know, I I'm not going to be satisfied until I'm talking about Michigan five, six, seven wins in a row uh, to to start to negate that that uh, 20 year <laughs> stretch that you guys have had on us. But uh, and I. I totally get that too, because the other part of that is a rivalry is not as much fun to win when it's lopsided. Right. Yes. You, and I'm a Browns fan is my NFL team. And so like this year we finally went up against the Ravens and the Steelers in back to back weeks and beat them both. And yeah. so the satisfaction that we got from that after just getting it's our huge. tails kicked for yes. decades is huge. Yes. No, I, I, I mean, the mere, I, I mean, you as a Browns fan and I as a Lions fan, we, we have similar suffrage uh, with with that. <laughs> and, you know, the mere fact the Lions have a better road record than they do a home record. Like, I mean, what? the Detroit, are, are we talking about the, the Detroit Lions? And right. eight and two, like, I mean, I've had season tickets for 10 years, and this is the, the first year it's finally paying off. A buddy of mine's had them. <laughs> A buddy of mine's had him going back to the Pontiac Silverdome days and has had him for over 30 years. And it's like, you know, this it's it's finally paying off. God knows what next year will be. So I'm, you know, I, I'm I sold the Thanksgiving Day game just because we're going to be with family and all that kind of stuff. And boom, that's the playoff tickets right there. So with that money. Right. So. <laughs> right. Well, I will be rooting for the Lions come uh, come Thursday. So. Excellent. Yes, yes. Uh, the the Green Bay Packers will uh, we'll, we'll see what Green Bay team we get. That, that will be an interesting one. I mean, I don't it know how be. we pulled that Bears game out on Sunday. That was – it was ugly. It was – scary like if if that's how i i mean but good teams but that, find a way to come back and win and that's what they did that's midwest football though yes yes i i couldn't have said it better myself that's that's for sure 
So, um, all right, man, let's talk about some NASCAR here. You are a Blaney fan, so congratulations on your fandom championship. I know that Hell that is yeah. got to be very <laughs> exciting for you. Um, let's talk about Blaney here for a minute. So here's here's a guy that for the last few years, prior to this year, he only had seven wins. We're talking a very consistent driver. Going to get you one win a year, guaranteed, and he's right. going to be in the top ten. And yep. to me, it kind of is like he came out of nowhere late in the season. Uh, you know, not the top tens, more top fives. Um, going into Talladega, he was below the cut line to advance, but he wins at Talladega, gets to the final eight. Going into the Martinsville win, he was third in points. Um, we knew we were going to have at least one person advancing to the final four on points. It could have been him, but he wins his way in. Didn't have to win the championship race to win the championship. Uh, first time in history. So break down, you know, your take on Blaney's season this year. Well, I think it started off with a lot of uh, excitement. You know, we were you're looking at the Daytona 500 where he's he seems to be a super speedway ace. And after coming so close with Austin Sindrick last year, you really felt like maybe this year would be his year. Um, and then it just kind of seemed like it started to slide a little bit at the beginning. And when he won the 600 and you, and you knew that he broke his winless streak, you kind of felt like something might happen for him this year. Now, I didn't think a championship that early on. But I felt like he would get, you know, maybe two or three wins on the year. We would see him in the round of eight, you know. And uh, he pulled out that big clutch win at Martinsville. And it was, you know, you can ask my you can ask my wife. I scared the crap out of our kids. I was yelling so loud. <laughs> but <laughs> I love it. But, but I, I couldn't I, I never thought I would see the championship coming from him this early in his career. Uh, I didn't think that he would battle as hard as he did in the round of eight to get here. He didn't seem like he was uh, a pressure cooker type driver, sure. you know? Um, but I did, uh, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought there. I did think once he got to the round of four that he had every chance in the world to win the race and win the championship. He showed a lot of speed there in the spring, showed a lot of speed there last year. I just, it, it seemed like if he could get to that round of four, it was his to lose. Sure. Sure. And so, so now my credit card is uh, crying, and uh, you know all that stuff. So, <laughs> uh, listen, that that'll tend to happen. I when when Harvick won the championship, and this is back when, you know, they I think cared a little bit more about the uh, memorabilia that they put out. Um, yes. the amount of mounted memories autographed championship win plaques that i have of kevin harvick <laughs> i mean here's the thing so i i've got two i'll text you a couple pictures uh from his uh from the championship season plus random ones that i have of that they don't make them anymore you don't see them on ebay like i'm either sitting on twenty dollars worth of stuff or like ten thousand dollars worth of stuff <laughs> and you know i'm uh it's i'm, I'm curious because i even have um, and I've heard some stories on this one just in some of the Kevin Harvick uh, Facebook groups that I'm in. Uh, I have the 2014 mini replica cup trophy. And 
I have been told there's been as few as 10 of those that were produced and, and as many as maybe 50 that were produced. Either way, we're talking limited quantity, um, and I've never seen one of those listed to even have an idea of what that thing might be worth. I, was gonna but, say, I didn't uh, even think you could buy that. So it's I bought it at Michigan in 2015 so it would have been june 2015 it was at at the at his hauler stand and i know exactly i spent 300 dollars on it and my wife was like are you effing kidding me right now and i'm like yeah like i mean i don't know what else to tell you but i mean i um I have every race win from 2014, diecast-wise, and I just had this masterful concoction of a display that I was going to center around this cup trophy now, and I'm like, boom, here we go. So, no, I totally, that was long-winded, and I apologize about that, but so what, uh, what Ryan Blaney stuff did you uh, secure with the championship win? Well, we got the championship hat. We got the championship shirt. You know, I had to get the race win die cast. Yes. And, you know, all that good stuff. I, I'm, I'm holding off on getting the display case that has the little championship thing oh, on nice. it, you know. Yeah. But I think that would I think that would look real nice with that. I collect the die cast to all the races I've been to. Oh, then see, that's a good to, one. I like that. Yep. Yeah. And I try to. Yeah, I try to get the race win from all of them. Now I'm going like way back to my childhood and going, okay, which races were I at when I was like yeah. seven or eight years old? Yes. You know, yes. that's getting hard. <laughs> yeah, but I I think getting a display case and maybe kind of building those around that championship car would be a, a great way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. As yeah. as we're talking here, I'm I'm, tr- I, I'm trying to find to see if they if I can find what the opening championship odds were. Uh, for Ryan Blaney, um, you know, around Daytona. And I don't even see him, you know, he's not even in the top six or seven that I can see here. So if you would have placed a bet, you know, Daytona weekend on the championship, (laughs) we're probably talking a plus 2,000, maybe 2,500 bet right there, you know? So that, I I know, I should have listened to Dale Jr. way back in February. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I love. Like, I mean, we had such a a unique um, final. I, I'll I'll say final eight um, in terms of you know Blaney Larson William Byron Denny Hamlin, um, but Tyler Reddick. Uh, I mean, obviously Tyler Reddick's turned it up and and he's had some he wins has. over the years. You know, Chris Busher out of nowhere, Brad Keselowski out of nowhere. You know, like. Chris Busher to have three race wins this year, uh, and, and you're going to tell me that Chase Elliott had zero? Man, nope, wouldn't have taken that bet. You know, Alex Bowman. Now, granted, they missed some stretches there and, and, and all of that, but right. when you look at the drivers that had wins, you know, over the last two seasons that didn't have a, have a win or had multiple wins and only had one win this year, Joey Logano, um, you know, it is – it's – it was a very unique playoff round that I think opened the door uh, for for some guys to go out and try and take advantage of, and and Blaney was there to do it. He was, and I, I will say that about the round of eight this year is it really felt like every driver in that round of eight deserved to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not one of them was like, wow, how did they get there? Or like, man, are they really a round of eight drivers? I would say everybody that got there deserved to be in the round of eight after the season they had. Absolutely. No no doubt about that. Um, 
Colin, what uh, what do you think some early headlines are going to be as we go into 2024? Well, I think we're all going to have to keep an eye on uh, how Josh Berry does in that four car. Um, Absolutely. Stuart Haas, Stuart Haas just struggling, struggling, struggling. And uh, Josh Berry and right now all the silly season rumors over on Toby Christie and Jayski seem to say that uh, they're thinking Noah Gregson will be going to that 10 car. Yep. And I don't know if that's going to put Stuart Haas up to the caliber where we kind of expect to see them. The last couple of years have really been painful as a, as a Ford fan sure. watching Stuart Haas flounder. Yes. And uh, your guy Harvick was the only bright spot on that team, which isn't news to anybody. No, no. And it wasn't but, that bright. <laughs> yeah. Last year and a half. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, it's, yeah, it's, it's you, you got to wonder about the leadership. Honestly, you know, Cole Custer, even though he's on the Xfinity side of things, you know, he's got the cup experience uh, to where, you know, I, I wonder if, if he provides some form of a coaching mentor type spot, uh, you know, especially racing in the Xfinity series with Noah and Josh Berry. Um, you know, that, that's the thing you look to who, who's your veteran that, that you can lean on. And while, you know, Eric Almarola didn't have, you know, the, the, the wins or the performance week in week out, you know, he had his breakthrough moments every once in a while and just a guy that has been around for a while. Um, you know, so I'm sure he, he would have added some value to that regard. So, you know, we're obviously potentially looking at, you know, a, a setback rebuild, um, you know, Noah can run. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, a little disappointed in Josh Berry's uh, Xfinity uh, s- performance 2023. Uh, I don't right. know if, if maybe the, you know, the, the, the move to Cup. You know, I, I, these guys are race car drivers. They want to anytime they step in anything, they want to win. So I wouldn't dare to say like, you know, he was now just focused on getting preparation and ready for next year because I know that's not the case. Uh, but you got to wonder if, if some of that and the, the spotlights stepping into Kevin Harvick's car, right? Like that's a thing they were not, you know, first ballot it's hall bright, of famer you know like that's some shoes to fill spotlight yes you know so i wonder how much of that impacted the xfinity performance because you know we're talking someone that didn't get any you know didn't win didn't do much in 2022 or 2023 in the xfinity series now you're coming into a spotlight car uh in the cup series you know, obviously he's, uh, you know, how anybody can go out and win the Daytona 500. But, uh, you know, once we settle into to, you know, our intermediates and things like that, um, you know, curious to see his uh, adaption rate, if you will. Yeah. And I don't want to make excuses for Josh Berry, but I, at junior motorsports at the beginning of the year was pretty non-existent. I know they, they said that they were struggling with some of the rule changes that they made in Xfinity yeah. and you, you didn't see all performing or there are a lot of collisions True. between teammates and they, they really, really struggled to start the year, yep. but, and then he had the announcement and yeah, maybe he had a bit of distraction going forward. Yep. Yep. But yeah, no, it, it'll, it's, it, that's what's going to be fun for next year. Uh, we, we got a lot of changes, both uh, hopefully with our short track package. Um, you know, we're obviously the, you know, the, the retirement of Harvick, Almirola, 
Justin Haley's moving. Um, we got John Hunter coming in. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's going to be some new faces in the Cup Garage, and uh, you know that that's what'll be fun. Will we be talking about a same unique final eight in 2024 like we are right now? To, you know, recap in 2023, which is possible. You know, we we. We tend to see these guys that some of these guys have potentially peaked. You know, uh, I'll never say Kyle Bush has peaked because that guy is just a monster and a beast. Uh, but so what? Uh, he, he it'll be his call, just like it's been for Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon when he decides to step away. Uh, but he's probably closer to that. He's got. <coughs> excuse me. The amount of races that are behind him are probably greater than the number of races in front of him as far as the cup side of things. So, you know, we're going to start to lose a few more, I would think, over the next couple of years to retirement. And we got some fresh blood coming up through the ranks, which is going to be fun to watch, to see these guys develop. It will be. And I, my hot take for 2024 is with the new Mustang coming out, the new Camry coming out, and then you have all these new fresh blood. I think we're going to see 15 or more winners again, just like we did last year. I would absolutely love 17. Come on, Colin, not 15. There's 17. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, listen, man, thank you for uh, for for coming on the the show. And this will get posted after the, the, the big game this weekend. So we'll see how I, we'll see how this, uh, you know, reacts once. uh once once the game happens and this gets posted so yeah we'll have some fun on twitter i'm sure absolutely well listen man <laughs> have a great thanksgiving and christmas thanks for coming on and uh we'll talk to you soon and thanks for helping close out the last show of the season absolutely man happy holidays thanks man you too take care well colin uh that did age well for me anyways so uh go go blue Go blue. All right, let's keep things rolling. We got a few more, two more calls for you. Uh, let's talk to Scott next. All right, let Traffic Nation joining me on the line. He too, longtime follower, longtime listener, which is awesome. I, I love the following that this thing has developed over the last seven years. You can follow him on Twitter at nineteen eighty five Wagner. It is Scott Wagner. What's up, brother? How are you? Oh, not too bad. Just making it through through the to the holiday here working on getting the christmas lights up for the wife make her happy since we couldn't do it last year because of the house fire and stuff so. yeah yeah that's uh it's uh, uh an old co-worker they had an electric fire and they they were told like it'll be a year before they're back in the house like that that's some crazy stuff man yeah we were out from what april till we got back december 1st last year and i just looked there and said no we're not hanging it <laughs> <laughs> did you put a tree up last year at least a little charlie brown one maybe no we didn't even do no. that <laughs> oh good times what do you got going on for thanksgiving oh uh, well mother-in-law's coming into town and the kids will be over and my brother will come over and stuff so okay the nieces nephews are everywhere else so yeah they're spending one's one's engaged one got married so they'll spend thanksgiving day with her in-laws and the other nephew he's in colorado and his fiance's dad's coming out to colorado to spend thanksgiving with them so okay yeah thanksgiving's like small for us mainly because we used to go to the thing the lions thanksgiving day game and now with the with the little guy you know he ain't he ain't ready for that environment yet so 
Um, we actually we sold the Thanksgiving tickets, which is you know going to help towards the playoff tickets that I'm hoping to have to buy here. And uh, you know, so it'll be small over on this side. My sister, brother-in-law, and in-laws. And then Christmas has always been big for us. That's when you know. The families and, and extended families all uh, come on over just because of how crazy the house is decorated and all that good stuff. So it'll it'll be small, on th- which will be nice. You know, I'm going to I'm going to do the turkey a new different way on the smoker. I'm going to spatchcock it and see how that comes out and, you know, mess around and do a little trial before Christmas. There you go. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, all right. Before we get to the NASCAR talk, uh, we, we got to do a little Big Ten football talk um, because you are a uh, Big Ten fan, a Nebraska fan. Uh, let's see. So, I mean, obviously, the, the big talk of the Big Ten is, is the news surrounding uh, my Wolverines and Jim Harbaugh. What uh, what's what's your take on it? What's your local sports radio station saying with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh? So, you know, I, I really haven't seen that much about it. Uh, when I bought my, my new toy at the end of 21, I'm pretty much on Sirius XM, so I don't listen to the local radio stations. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's, it's pretty much NASCAR and music and one comedy station since, uh, you know, Larry the Cable Guy is a Nebraska boy, so yeah. I got Gotta listen to him. I tell you what, man, the amount of time I, – I haven't had Sirius for a minute, but, man, the comedy stations – you know, like you catch the blue collar station or, you know, you get into that, those types of comedy bits, um, you know, it's the Lindsay and I, we actually bought Tim Allen's doing a, a Detroit uh, one time show in February and we bought tickets for that last week. And I am excited about that. I love stand up comedy and, and listening to bits. It just helps you decompress and and uh, forget about things for a minute. So no, that's that's awesome. I forgot about those stations on Sirius. Yeah, no, on the, on the football side, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, here we go with another new coach. You know, all the hype, well, he turned this team around and he turned this team around and you know, it kind of correlates like the new the, the old car and the next gen car. Yeah. Yeah, no Everything's kidding. Everything's completely different. You've got nil now, you've got the portal college sports is getting to be free agency 24 7 oh it is it, it is well you know so, what i what i think they've done is they finally stopped pretending that it's not a business and they finally stopped pretending like it's about the education you know now to be fair some of the you know like your your uh your, your navies your air forces you know obviously they're they, they put the importance on the education aspect of it to a degree still I feel like uh, you know maybe your Stanford's do to some degree uh, but you know the Big Ten the SEC ACC you know let's let's call call it what it is we're we're talking about a business and money and you know football and you know seeing who's going to go to the big leagues yeah, because all the players have agents now, and those agents want to, you know, get a bigger paycheck every chance they can get. Absolutely, there's there's no doubt about that, and you know, I'm I mean, I'm I'm not, you know, I I know there's a lot of people that you know are are on, 
you know, just like with NASCAR, which we'll get to in a minute, but, you know, whether it's you're in favor of stages or you're in favor of playoffs or you want the old school point system, it's it's the same thing with this in terms of, you know, people that think they should make money, people that think they shouldn't make money. Um, you know, it, for, for me, I, you know, these guys are putting their bodies on the line and, you know, from from that degree, I think they should be compensated. You know, I don't have any any issue with that. You know, we're you know, I, I'm just going to write, you know, Blake Corum, for example, you know, he he got injured the game before the Ohio State game. And that probably hurt his draft stock. And, and you know, all for what for for Michigan to, you know, get more money into their university with with nothing for his injury, you know, so I'm I'm. I don't necessarily have an issue with it. Do you? Uh, I'm, you know, since, you know, so much of it's public universities, I'm sitting there going, you know, for the most part, say average $70,000 for their room, their meals, their, their classes and everything. Yeah. yeah. They're already making more than a lot of people are, sure. you know, sure. But playing a sport, getting a free education, you know, which was the idea behind it all. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, to me, it's kind of like you're getting seventy thousand dollars a year, and that's not enough. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I listen. That's the other. That's the other side of the story, right? Which I get that too. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's all on how you look at it, and and I, like I said, that was my take. I, I, I that was my thought a long time ago in terms of, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's you, you're here for the education, quote unquote, but then you know. You look at uh, what, you know, uh, trying to think, I, I can't think, you know, an entrepreneurship degree or something like that just to, you know, make their way through the classes some of these guys do. Not everyone. There are some, you know, it, it always blows my mind. You'll see somebody who's going into accounting or, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see every one of those random, like, quote unquote real degrees pop up when they're going through the offensive line or defense whatever and it'll say what their major is and uh yeah you see and that every once in a while and yeah you, yeah you, you, it's pretty much you look at what what degree they're they're saying they're majoring in and you know if that player is going to stick around or if they're gonna they're gonna bounce sure sure absolutely that is definitely a telltale sign there's no doubt about that yeah sports medicine or athletic trainer you guys are you you want to be able to bounce so you're not going thing right yep <laughs> i love it i love it um all right man well let's uh let's transition to a little nascar talk let's start with the car uh we saw some improvements for sure across the um the intermediate tracks uh obviously still have a lot of work to do as far as the short tracks road courses go where where are you at on you know coming off of the season now that we've had a few weeks to uh let it all soak in you know the the competition is still high it's just amazing to see how many cars are still running at the end of the races and things like that and for me the biggest difference i see is you know everybody's it's a road course. Well, Chase Elliott's going to win or, you know, but when it comes to road course, when we went to this new car, Chase, it just like he disappeared off the road course world. Yeah. So it just showed that, you know, he was very good at driving the old body setup with the solid rear axle and everything else. He figured it out where 
so many more people, you know, with this independent stuff, you know, you can get a lot more from sports car drivers and everything else. And, you know, now that everybody's been dabbling in the sports car stuff once in a while too, to gain experience. And I think that's where AJ Allmendinger has really shown, but it doesn't work. You know, it hasn't helped him a lot on the ovals, but on the road courses, I yeah. mean, the infinity race, Hey, I'll try this once. Hey, I won, you know, they're on the street course because what's he drive, you know, independent rear suspension cars on street courses on narrow courses. So that was just right in Shane's wheelhouse. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it was crazy. It's funny. I was, I was talking with uh, one of the other listeners and, and that was something we were talking about in terms of, you know, the Chicago street course, especially after watching uh, the, the F1 Vegas and, and, you know, that debacle, which we can get to here in a minute. Um, you know, I, I had a much greater appreciation even more than what I already had for the Chicago street course. And, you know, I loved the fact that somebody came in and, and ran it and won it. And, you know, I know NASCAR, you know, made some changes on the fly and there's criticism to that, but it was a matter of, well, listen, can we get this in the rain impacted things? You know, I, I can't use last year or this year, whatever, however you want to quote, call it as, as my benchmark, you know, I need to see it one more time in hopeful, normal conditions, but based on the racing that we did see as limited as it was, you know, man, that was, that was exciting. That was different. I don't, I don't know why we can't get that to correlate to, to the road courses here. Uh, but there was something different about that. And I'm hoping, you know, we, we've got some testing coming up here in a couple weeks. You know, I really hope NASCAR makes a swing, you know, NASCAR's done some great things. We've made swings with the schedule. We made swings with the new car and have improved the intermediates, but, you know, we, we still have some work to do, and let's stop with the Band-Aids, and let's actually go try to fix some of this stuff. Yeah, and like you said, I think, you know, the road courses versus the street course, you look at the road courses, you got a lot of room to mistake, where the street course, you don't have mistake room. Yep. And I think that's what a lot of the problem was with a lot of the drivers, because they're used to you know, okay, well, I'll run SCCA, you know, get some road course experience. Well, it's great. You got a lot of room to make a mistake where when you're on a road, you don't have that mistake room. You have to be precise. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Um, what do you think we're going to be talking about next year? We've got a lot of uh, driver changes uh, we've, you know, we, we keep dwindling away from those big names. You know, we, we look at who we've lost over the last five to six years and Gordon Johnson, Stewart, uh, it may even be longer than five or six years, but man, time is flying. Uh, you know, Kevin Harvick this year, Kurt Busch, uh, you know, when we look at the quote unquote big names that we still have out there, we've got Kyle Busch. We got Logano, we got Denny Hamlin, um, Chase Elliott's obviously going to be around a minute. William Byron, Alex Bowman, those are kind of our our, our upper echelon younger guys that you know, that we'll still expect to see. But man, you know that 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 field of all those big names that we could have all rattled off, you know, the top twenty, top twenty five, uh, you know, 
five to ten years ago keeps dwindling. But that younger talent's coming up. Um, you know what? What do you what do you think about the future? At least, anyways, as far as the driver, the talent, and and where we're headed in that direction. With with the technology, you know, and the changing, you know, which you know, is great because you know knock down a number of practices because they've got the simulators. You know, the manufacturers have sunk a lot of money into these simulators and everything else for the drivers. And does it save the owners a lot of money? Oh, I'm sure it does, which, you know, you don't have your one sponsor on one car. Oh, yes. That's the sponsor at the, you know, the all-star race. And that was it. Other than that, you had the same sponsors the rest of the year. Yeah. The The dynamic on the marketing side has changed so much that, I think that's part of what helped with the next gen car was we need to get a constant. So these guys can go out at any time and say, well, this is how much it's going to cost us to run. Yep. Yep. We can put $200,000 in every car and you got Colleg where, Oh, we can afford $75,000 a car or, you know, just as example for teams. But now everybody's, this is, you know, everybody knows how much everybody else's car costs to build. Sure. Let's what what their motor agreement is or whatever. Yep. So it's, you know they know inside it's it's money deals. Just how smart is the person with the you know up there on the pit box with their their high tech wizardry and absolutely. Well, and it's it's, it's funny it's, you mentioned the sponsor too because you know like you you know we we look at. Uh, and, and I'll bring up some of the guys that, that aren't in the sport anymore. You look at Jeff Gordon and, and DuPont and Jimmy Johnson and Lowe's and uh, Tony Stewart with Home Depot and, you know, office, uh, the, the office store I'm drawing a blank on. That was kind of a split deal there. You know, you look at today's driver, you know, look at what, uh, um, you know, uh, Roush Fenway and and those guys are you know every other every other race it's a different sponsor and man it's it's a different day and age from a driver responsibility uh to the sponsor you know jeff gordon with dupont you know how many appearances i wonder he did you know or, or you know fan things that he did for dupont you know he could knock that out a couple times a year and be good to go but if, if you've got a new sponsor every other week, you know, it's it's different appearances, different autograph signings, different this, different that. You know, it, it is taking up a lot more personal time, uh, you know, not just whether it's on the track or I'm sorry, at the track or on a Wednesday at a at a at a, you know, corporate event, things of that nature. It is it is such a different world from from the single sponsor races like you were talking or single sponsor uh, seasons like you were talking about a little bit ago. Money by not having to have all these people at the track, you know, days earlier longer times. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't get so lucky. Hey, yeah. you have time now. Absolutely. Yes, sir. No doubt about that, man. That's that's for sure. Um, Nobody mentioned somebody on the pit crew or the pit box. They mentioned the drivers. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. What uh, do you make it to any races this year? No. Uh, well, Indianapolis. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think about Indy? You know, they're going to go back to the, uh, to the oval. So I'm, I'm going to like it. I'm kind of glad they moved the truck. So I'm surprised they're running the Xfinity cars. I, 
I kind of figured if they go back to the oval, they'd put uh, IndyCar, put the Xfinity cars back on IRP, but yeah, they're not them running on the oval, so that's a little different. I'm kind of glad they took the trucks and you know got them back out at IRP for that weekend. Absolutely, usually, we drive out on Friday, so you know we'll get to the hotel and watch the truck race. How uh, how far talk talk about that? You know, as far as you know, location from hotel to the track and and all of that. Oh, actually, for where we stay, it's it's not too bad. It's oh, it's probably maybe on on race day. It maybe takes us about a half hour to get back to the back to the hotel. Oh, that's not bad. How far from downtown Indy is the track? I'm trying to think. It's probably. Maybe about eight, nine miles. Because one year oh. we, the hotel we were using at closed, so we booked another one, and it wasn't the one we thought it was. And we ended up downtown. We were about three blocks from Lucas Stadium, but we okay. just did get on the street and drive right out to the Speedway. So it was kind of nice. That's not bad. You know, the last the last couple of years I've been down to Indy for the Big Ten Championship game. I, I don't. I doubt I'll be going this year, even if Michigan goes. But. Uh, I, you know, being with a group of guys, I'm at their mercy because I always wanted to look into at least go and drive and at least take a, a couple pictures at the facility, but uh, have not made my way over there. Yeah. So, like I said, it's neat. I know they uh, closed, uh, mu- the museum's closed now. So, I think they said 2025, they're completely redoing the museum. And that was always kind of neat to go in and walk around, see what they had on display that particular year. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, good deal, man. Well, listen, uh, thank you for, uh, coming on to the show to help close out a, another year of the lap traffic podcast. Thanks for the support and always tweeting and, you know, giving giving opinions and stuff like that for me to incorporate into the show. I appreciate that. And, uh, hope you have a great Thanksgiving Christmas and, uh, I, I love the progress on the Mustang pictures that you tweet out when I post the show and uh, appreciate all of that, man. Yeah. You'll, you'll prob- probably get pictures of Christmas lights because excellent. I track, uh, make the wife happy so I can sleep with both eyes closed. <laughs> well, and, and it's funny. My wife's been like, will you please take the monitor tonight? And I'm like, okay, fine. You put them down. I'll take the monitor in case he wakes up. Like, uh, I can't wait for that phase to be over. And it, like we were through that, I felt like. But I don't know. There uh, Apparently, there's a uh, 20 to 22-month sleep regression thing that we are definitely in right now, which is uh, a, a bummer. <laughs> I cannot wait for us to get through this hump. But then it'll just be something else. But that's fine. Oh, yeah. I go from what do they always call it? The terrible twos terrible to the... Twos. Oh, I'm sure. I think he's there now. This little boy... Man, when when he wants to throw a tamper tantrum, he is definitely not shy about it. <laughs> I always laugh. I don't think the threes are any better, but the curtain climber phase in there too. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, I love. I can't tell you how many times a, a week, a day, I say, or and my wife says too. Yeah, he's a boy. Whether it's from you know. Uh, licking the, the, the window to, you know, just jumping and falling and free falling and just causing a ruckus, which I love everything about that. So I am a okay with it. 
Windows and you call him General, obviously he's headed for the Marine Corps. Right. So. <laughs> yes, yes, you got it. Uh, all right, man. Well, listen, thanks again. And again, have a great holiday. And uh, we'll talk to you with season eight. All right. You guys have a good Thanksgiving up there in the uh, Lower Peninsula. And hope my Huskers can win more games so I don't have to hear about the we can still be bull eligible stuff on the. <laughs> I love it. All right, man. Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, Brandon. Thanks, man. We'll see ya. All right. Let's get to the last call of the show and crank up the old wave around hotline. All right. Let Traffic Nation to close this thing out, which he does anytime he is a part of the show. He closes it out. He is the former voice of the wave around hotline that was retired a couple years ago. Welcome back to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Mr. Andrew Cancian. What's up, brother? How are you? What's up, buddy? How you doing? I am good, man. Hanging in here and uh, just ready to close out another season of the Lap Traffic Podcast. You know, you're one of the OGs, uh, so I, of course, have to have you a part of this thing. So thanks for being here. No, I appreciate it. I love when uh, when you call down to the bullpen and you say, get the closer ready, and <laughs> here I am to close out the listener calling show. I love it. Speaking of the bullpen and all that stuff, man, you know, I know you're a big Yanks fan. Um, you know, what's your takeaway from, from baseball this season? Um, as a Yankee fan, it was miserable, and I'm sure <laughs> most fans like you are going to laugh and say an 82-win season is miserable, but um, – hey. Listen. That's what happens when you have an owner that would rather uh, make money than field a competitive club, and that seems to be the case with most owners these days. I hear you. Yes, no, it is a. Uh, it, it feels like you know we and we talk about it in racing all the time, right? The haves and the have-nots, and you know the 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 gap it in in baseball. I really feel is like there's six or seven teams that are all in to go win and then you have teams that are just fine with a 50% capacity crowd on a Thursday night selling $12 beers and, you know, $80 tickets. They're bringing their money in, they're getting their TV deal money and I think that's when we may start to see a change in either Teams are going to start selling owners. Teams are going to start moving once some of these TV deals start expiring, um, whether it's from streaming. And, you know, there's going to be new avenues. And I, I wonder how that may impact things down the road. Yeah, it sounds uh, kind of familiar, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's crazy how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think there are some teams. I mean, it may even be the Yankees. Don't do they have their own streaming uh, thing to where you can just watch all 162 games? Uh, um, I I think they do. Um, I'm pretty sure they're the only professional sports team in the U.S. with their own regional, yeah, uh, dedicated TV channel. Yes. Um, obviously, I don't get that anymore. Being relocated. Um, but yeah, I mean the Yankees make millions and billions off of the uh, the Yes Network that they use, and then they rent it out to the uh, the Brooklyn Nets too. So they're making money from that, and mm-hmm. I think they have like these random little niche New York events. Like they'll they'll televise like random New York marathons and half marathons. I'm like, okay, I don't know who the hell is watching that at five o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, but it must be profitable. Or right. they wouldn't be there. Yeah, absolutely, or or a filler spot, or you know. 
someone that's coming home from the graveyard shift and just needs something on the TV. So yeah, help fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, let's see here. What? Uh, where do you want to dive in from a NASCAR side of things? I don't know. I think we should just dive in on the deep end and see where the conversation goes. Fair enough. All right. Let's. I, I wrote down three things, and we'll see where it goes from there. Um, you, best race of the year. Um, I think for me, the best race of the year and probably one of the top five races I've ever watched was probably the Kansas Spring Race. Okay. That I mean, was... You had great racing all day. You had the great battle at the end between Larson and Hamlin. You had the fight between <laughs> Melon Man and Bullcut. Um, you kind of had it all, and there was a lot of good talking points coming out of that race that wasn't, you know, us complaining about rules and procedures and inspection process. It's like we were talking about the on-track drama that we have, which is always a breath of fresh air. Absolutely. Well, and for that to be one of the first few uh, mile-and-a-half tracks that we used to – I mean, I don't know about you <clears> – <throat> I used to complain about Kansas like that was one of the like, all right, um, it's May. If the Tigers are doing good, I can flip and watch that Sunday afternoon and I can bounce back and forth. And I probably wouldn't have missed much other than some single file racing. That's not the case anymore at Kansas. That's not the case at a lot of the mile and a halfs um, anymore, which is good. You know, we, we fixed that. But, you know, we, we still have some regression in our short track. Yeah, I think that's where the, the problem lies. It's like, you know, you kind of robbed Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, yeah. And really, a lot of people like this new car, but I'm at the point where I'm like, well, the intermediate stuff is pretty good. I mean, yep. we've got great, great, great racing, obviously, like I said, at Kansas. And, you know, the Charlotte Oval's been good. And even some of the bigger tracks have gotten better, yep. uh, like Michigan, like Pocono. But there's yep. still work to be done there because yes. there's really still no off-throttle time and... After about 10 laps, you're kind of stuck. Yep. But the road courses are atrocious with a five-speed transmission. Mm -hmm. The short tracks are atrocious, again, with a five-speed transmission. And even for somebody like me that doesn't really care for speedway racing, uh, the only reason why we see three-wide racing is because it's become a fuel-saving game with the way the stages are laid out. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like they're good if you look at it at face value, but when you kind of get the inside NASCAR, like, you know, you, myself, and probably everybody listening to the show, you, you kind of like, eh, it's more of a facade than uh, an actual representation of how the package is racing. Absolutely. Like when you have to change, I'll go back to your comment on the short or the, the road courses, you know, they were so good. They gave us eight of them. And when they had the correct package for them, I, I, I was okay with seven or eight of them. Like, yeah, it's 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 great racing. Uh, when you get to the point of where you have to change your race format, uh, and what I'm talking about there is getting rid of the um, uh, cautions at the end of the stages to help improve the on-track performance so that it's not such a dead giveaway as to what everybody's going to do because they're going to come in with two to go in the stage. And it's, you know, I mean, it, it got so mundane. And so, all right, well, we, we know exactly how this is going to play out. Who's going to qualify well to be one of the five cars that are going to be in victory lane. Um, 
yeah, that that's something that you know we got to fix. Yeah, and then change it back for the playoffs. So yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they don't really know what they want. And yeah. I'm like, well, I know what I want, and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole of me being anti-stage kind of everywhere. But yeah. it's like you changed it, and every some people were like, oh, good, now we're going to get the strategy back at you know places like the Glen, yeah. you know, in Sonoma, where it's like, well, are you going to do a two-stop strategy or three-stop strategy? And that was kind of fun. And then they brought the stages back because the races got so strung out yep. because the cars are over-gripped and underpowered. Oh, underpowered. Oh, amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, did I say that? Amen. <laughs> um, I'm going to go very hypocritical here with, with my race of the year. Uh, cause, cause it, it may have had to do with a road course format, if you will. Uh, and especially after seeing some of the debacle from Las Vegas, it just made me appreciate Chicago and the street course race there that much more, uh, in terms of what NASCAR was able to do in terms of the fact that yes, they made some changes on the fly, uh, shortening the race. I, I get all of that's not favorable from a fan perspective. Uh, but when you go back and you, you rewatch and you look at the on course performance and racing that we did get the excitement of, of, of an outsider coming in and, and winning, um, I look back as, as that as, as one of the best races of the year, knowing that that race is only going to get better going forward. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I actually have that as down as one of the races I'm probably going to be re-watching here um, in the offseason. Yeah. No. And, and I'm excited to kind of hopefully get a second year of that race with better weather. Yes, we have um, to. We, we need you. You can't. Yeah, you need a good measuring stick. You need that. You need the baseline without the outliers uh, and, and interference to be able to know what it truly is or could be. And, you know, you can't use what we got this year as the measuring stick. Yeah, I mean, for a while there, I thought Jim France was going to just start building an arc and taking two cars from each team to save. That's how bad the flooding was. Right. Yes. Um, historical <laughs> and biblical at the same time. I love it. <laughs> and it's the same for all the fans that spent a lot of money to go there. I saw the ticket prices. I was like, man, that's crazy yeah. how much the prices were. Yep. And they got none of the concerts, right. you know, which is kind of a, a big bummer there. Yep. Um, so, yeah, hopefully with uh, better weather and what everyone learned was done well and not well. It could be a better show for year two. Um, and obviously we have the test coming up here in a couple of weeks at Phoenix. I think they're, they're testing some things for the road courses and short tracks. So we'll see if that's going to help the product at all. We'll see. Absolutely. Um, to be determined. Did you watch any of that F1? You know, believe it or not, I, I watched the whole thing. Did but, you? Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause I get home from work at one o'clock. So I'm like, oh, this is kind of perfect. perfect. And I'll, I'll probably sit down, pour myself a drink, and fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, and I did all of that except fall asleep because <laughs> it was actually a pretty decent race. Yeah, the, the racing, the passing, uh, you know, the, lot of, the start was a little cluster. Uh, but uh, it, it, it definitely got a little bit better. I got the biggest kick out of watching the construction aspect of it and the amount of security that they had. Uh, for those that haven't been to Vegas, the massive uh, crossovers and the bridges 
of trying to keep traffic moving and people, you know, not standing still, trying to take pictures and video and the the ticket pricing for this thing was outrageous, but then they they couldn't sell it. So the hotel rooms went from like thousands of dollars to, you know, $250 and ticket price like it was from that side of things, you know, that was man, that was a cluster. I I I don't know anybody that was there for it to be able to to gauge their opinion on what it was actually like to be there for that but i can't imagine that it was you know a, you know traffic control was not good people control was not good that that had to be very interesting if you were there in person yeah i'd say so uh, it's 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 a very elitist sport and i think that's where i kind of get turned off sometimes by f1 because sure. it's like you're, you're talking about like, oh, here's this great strategy. And a car comes into pit road. I'm like, can you explain to me how this is good, a good product? And then as soon as the car is done pitting, they show David Beckham recording the pit stop. And I'm like, I- I'm willing to bet 50% of Americans don't even know who David Beckham is. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't need it told to me 400 times that Justin Bieber is waving the checkered flag. Right. That does nothing for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I'm there strictly for the, the racing and the on-track product. The rest of the stuff is just fluff. Not yeah, it's it's not for for me, the you know the the race fan, you know. Yep. So yeah, um, let's see. Looking ahead, twenty twenty four, Josh Berry, Noah Gregson, John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, what happens with AJ Allmendinger? Lots of potential silly season stories, driver changes. What uh, what are you excited to see? Who flops? Who does well? Where where are you at? Looking ahead. I I haven't seen the new Toyota yet, but I do think that new Dark Horse Mustang that Ford will be debuting is going to help them tremendously. Uh, they're not obviously going to come out with something that's going to hinder their performance, and obviously Ford's been behind now on the, the intermediate stuff for the past two years since we've debuted this next gen. So I think you'll probably see some more competitive Fords, um, especially with Penske. Uh, with Logano and the Blaney, you know, the reigning champ, but they kind of, their calling cards were the short tracks. So we'll see if that actually affects what they do at those kinds of tracks. Um, and especially for Ford too. I mean, there's some make it or break it years for some drivers in the Ford camp, like, you know, Harrison Burton and Austin Sindrick. I mean, they kind of have to start performing at some point to keep the rides that they're in. And obviously one might be, have a little more job security there for some, nepotistic reasons but <laughs> even then i mean cole custer got demoted to the xfinity series and won a championship and i'll probably be back in cup here in the next couple of years so that's probably one thing i'll be watching and obviously as a homer i'm going to be watching my guy to see if he can bounce back from a winless injury plague suspension plague to year right yeah well i mean hey chase elliott and jim harbaugh kind of feel like the same guy right now i feel like between suspensions yes, and- <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I yeah that's you, accurate. You look at Austin Sendrick, uh, you know, 79 races through two and a third years, uh, one win, six six top fives through 79 races. I mean, that's you expect more out of that number two car, who whoever is in it. Um, 
But yeah, we got to, you know, and I'll make the joke sometimes of, well, is it a Paul Menard situation? And and this is it's this is even a little different than than, you know, Paul Menard's funded ride uh, that that he had. But um, yeah, you'd like to see some, you know, some more better performances out of that number two car. Yeah, and to be fair, I think with some of these these the new crop of drivers coming up, I, I feel like 100 is about that magic number. When you hit start 100, yep, that's kind of when your career starts to take off. Yes. I mean, that's about that 90 to 100 when Larson and Elliott and I was going to say, Biden wasn't it like all got their first wins? When did Chase get his? It was right around that hundred mark. I feel like because like I want to say it was like ninety nine or something. The the nine was wild. I think with the way the numbers worked out for that. Um, but even Larson, I think he got his first win around like ninety five, and Byron was like a hundred and one or two. So, you know, there's still time for some of those guys to have that breakout. So yeah, no, for sure. Let's see here. I uh, I have it pulled up here. Chase Elliott got his first win, 2018 Watkins Glen, which was race number 22, plus 77 before that. Yeah, his 99th race, yeah. he got the win. And, and I think I think that's when Bill got his first win too. So yes. like I said, the ninth yeah. were wild. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's you know you got to love the irony in the numbers game and in, in some of these things the way they work out. That's that's for sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Daryl Waltrip's Daytona 500 came in the 17 car on the 17th of February in a 17th try as well. So yeah. sometimes you just can't make this shit up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, all right. Stewart House Racing, uh, some changes there. Josh Berry, Noah Gregson, um, you know, re- regression year. What, uh, what, what, you know, can't expect too much out of the, the Josh Berry and the four. I uh, got to give him some time. Uh, but you know, I think Stuart Haas thought they had things lined up pretty well with, uh, Cole Custer. And like you mentioned a little bit ago, you know, regression to the point of, you know, the demotion, uh, but that championship that he, you know, raced for when we were talking about the big three a few years ago with Tyler Riddick, Cole Custer and Christopher Bell, you know, all three of them, you know, out there winning seven, eight races in the Xfinity series, uh, you know, came up short racing for the championship, you know, struggled cop goes back, picks up the championship win in the Xfinity series. You know, Stuart Haas is an interesting camp right now. That's, I guess where I'm going with that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people saying that what SHR is doing now is similar to what Hendrick did, you know, a few years ago when they lost, you know, Casey Kane and Gordon and John uh, junior, I should say, mm-hmm. but they still have Jimmy Johnson in the camp. Um, to help kind of guide the ship there for a few years when they had Bowman and Elliott and uh, Byron, they were all not the established stars and champions that they are now, but Stuart Haas doesn't really have that guy right now. And it seems like when Harvick left, they were on the downturn. Whereas when Johnson left Hendrick, that was 2020, I think. And they won back-to-back championships in 20 and 21. And they've had, they've put cars in the championship four ever since. Um, so I, I don't, I think Stuart Haas really misread the room last year when they failed to sign Tyler Reddick and yeah. for as much ish as I like to give Denny Hamlin, I mean, kudos to him for reading the room and the, the free agent market properly 
for locking him up as early as he did. Yeah. Because uh, now it's like you're you're kind of looking at scraps and, you know, no offense to Josh Berry, but he's a 31 or 32-year-old rookie in the Cup Series. And it's not the 80s or the 90s anymore. So he's definitely a unique case. And we'll see if those uh, the skills that he has translate to Cup. He still has Rodney, and Rodney's probably the best crew chief in the garage. So yeah. it's going to be fun watching two short trackers work with each other here for the next year. Is Do you think that's a seat? I, I didn't look. I don't know even if they announced the contract length, which obviously, you know, that can be short or long, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, I, I wonder if that's more of a filler spot, you know, for a year or two to either see if Cole Custer can can make the transition back uh, or to see if they can, you know, go and steal somebody for the number four spot. You know, I I I wonder the longevity behind that, because I was thinking that, too, you know, the the times of a driver starting to make them the name for themselves in their 30s far and few between i love the cinderella story of josh barry you know dominating in uh, the legend series and things like that that he used to run uh getting that win at martin's i mean i i love the cinderella story behind it uh but just looking you know as as an objective fan longevity wise in that seat i i wonder what that reality will look like yeah, I do too. But I guess you could kind of say that for all their drivers right now. Oh, absolutely. Priest is kind of, you know, Priest is the same way, and um, it hasn't been announced yet. But it, all signs are pointing to Noah Gregson driving the ten car. Yep. And Chase Briscoe is the only guy there that's got to win. Yeah. yeah. And they were out to launch all of this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of forgot Chase Briscoe was even in the Cup Series at this point. Yeah. Uh, no, how bad they ran. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it, it, it would be great for them if they can go out and sign somebody. Um, you know, uh, and if these guys don't become available, they're elite for a while. Uh, elite free agents for a reason, you know, a Keslowski or a Logano or a Kyle Bush um, or somebody young like a Tyler Reddick or, you know, even Eric Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of surprised they didn't try to pry him. And maybe they did and things fell through. I don't know. Yeah. But Someone uh, just to give that, uh, that, that, that mentor – type uh type role you know to keep everybody reeled in dialed in during the uh monday morning driver's meeting at the shop kind of a thing you know right and and they're going to be missing that with kevin harvick you know yep Yep. none of those guys no offense but you know they don't have the career starts that somebody like harvick does to sit down in a competition meeting and say hey these cars suck yeah this is what we need Yeah. yeah this is what we need and this is why we need it you know they don't have that so who knows? They're all, everyone there is talented, and for all we know, they could all have breakout seasons at once. So who right. knows? And, no, they, they, and this will not have aged well. <laughs> exactly. You can, you can mark this down and see if it ages well or yes. not well in yes. about a year. Yes. Um, all right, man. Well, let's wrap with, with this. Um, you made some headlines earlier this year at some of the races you went to with the infamous denny hamlin or famous denny hamlin yeah, sucks I famous. I don't know yeah. about infamous. <laughs> denny hamlin sucks shirt um i mean sometimes you don't you don't fix what isn't broken and it's a the simplicity behind it the the way it stands out i i mean do you change it do you make a version 2.0 for next year's races what uh wh- where are you at with with that I have actually been, been thinking that I'm like, do I just keep this simple, very obviously cheaply made shirt? Do I go with something different? 
what I kind of want to add to it, um, I kind of want to buy like an old vintage like Dale Jarrett UPS ball cap. I think that would be funny too. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> if not, I'll just have to rotate these uh, fuck, yeah. like 40 hats that I'm staring at right now. <laughs> that or you do something like UPS is better than FedEx on the back of the shirt or something like that. Well, it's, I, don't, I don't know if I told you this, but I, my um, – now, I'm finally starting to get some of my 2023 diecasts. Finally, right, yeah. It's, um, how convenient of them to start the, producing and shipping. Yeah, finally. Um, <laughs> and I, I got the the Chase's uh, patriotic car that he wrecked Dennis with at the Coke 600, and it shipped UPS. I'm like, you can't make this up. You really can't. If I try. Oh, that's great. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, man. Yeah. Thank you for uh, hopping on to close out another season of the Lat Traffic Podcast. I uh, hope you guys have a uh, great Thanksgiving, great Christmas, all that good stuff. And before we know it, we'll be talking, you know, racing, lap traffic fantasy all again next year. 89 days to go, my friend. Until go. I love it. I love it. All right, brother. Thanks so much for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for Season 7 of the Lap Traffic Podcast and Episode number 326. Huge thanks to everybody that called in. Aaron Studwell, uh, Brian, Colin, Andrew, Scott, appreciate you all. And, of course, a huge thank you, as I do every year, to close out the season. Huge thank you to my wife, Lindsay, because without her and her support of this, this wouldn't happen. So I hope everybody has a great holiday, Christmas, New Year, all of that good stuff. We'll catch you back here in the beginning of the year with news on the new Lap Traffic Fantasy League and so much more. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya.